Reverend Jesse, you say that there's no such thing as a sellout, but you can't admit that uh, the word sellout does exist and that it is used, right? Yeah, it, it is used just like the word racism. We all know that there's no such thing as racism. It's a word that made up to deceive the blind. Uh, and so when they use the word sellout, it's meant to divide and conquer. But if you have not, if you're not in a fallen state, meaning that Satan is not your daddy, you can see the game that's being played. Like Dr. Umar just said, he just spoke as a blind man. He has no idea what he's talking about because there's no such thing as slavery uh, syndrome or whatever he said. Our battle is a spiritual battle. It's either right or wrong, good or evil. And in the good old days when boys were boys and men were men, men knew that and they led their wives and children in the right way to go. And they did have a conduct of morality. They treated everyone they would like uh, in the way that they would like to be treated, never mind the color. They taught their children how to work and be responsible and not blame and whine. And they didn't put it out there as though they couldn't make it. Uh, Dr. Umar Johnson just well, made I don't up think words. We should, I don't, I don't, doc, uh, Reverend, Reverend Jesse, I don't think we should uh, uh, <laughs> suggest that one person knows more than the other in a sense of you saying you know it all and uh, anyone else on the panel knows less. That's a little unfair. Yeah, well, I may not know my flowers, but I know Dr. Umar Johnson is blind and that he's wrong. And he doesn't know God, so he's telling people words, fancy words, in order to deceive them. If you knew that our battle is a battle between good or evil, then you wouldn't make up words in order to see, to deceive. You would tell the truth and hope that those who are blind may wake up and see the right way to go. I grew up on a plantation down in Alabama uh, under the Jim Crow law, and back then, black there people- there were no slaves on that plantation? Uh, well, yeah, they had, you know, my, as a matter of fact, my grandparents, grandparents' parents ran the plantation, and but they weren't slaves when I was growing up. And the point is, black people had a sense of morality then, and they loved what was right. They worked hard. They loved their country. They didn't blame because the men were leading the way. Hold that thought, now, Reverend Jesse. Now the black men saw Hold like women. Hold that thought, Reverend Jesse. Dr. Omar, uh, go ahead. I don't want him to uh, uh, bring your name up and not allow you to respond. It's okay. I, I, I had been on uh, Reverend Jesse's show before, and uh, they have been trying diligently to have me come back. And one of the reasons I did not return to the show is because I believe that Jesse Lee Peterson knows better. In fact, he would be a textbook definition of a sellout because he is the type of Black man who will bend over backwards to absolve the American white power structure of any responsibility for what happens to black people. And like many sellouts, they always ignore or they try to uh, uh, retreat away from acknowledging the role that systemic racism plays in the life of black people. Racism is not only about the individual mistreatment of black people, it is about the systemic mistreatment of black people. See, racism is a system that all white people participate in to disadvantage all members of another group. So you don't opt in, you don't opt out. And members of the target group don't opt in or opt out 
but what they can do, as Jesse Lee Peterson has so effectively done in his career, is they can identify with the power structure. They can identify with white racism and they can carve out a niche for themselves by defending the racism that is attacking black people as opposed to defending black people against that racism. A black man in America who does not stand up for his people and in turn aligns himself with the structure that is eating away at the opportunities of black people can go very far in this country. Senator Tim Scott is an example. Jesse Lee Peterson is an example. And we will continue to create these types of personalities, Sister Tammy, if we don't come up with the code and if the black community doesn't start holding its members accountable for dysfunctional behavior. There was, um, there were slaves in America. That is not happening today. And it wasn't happening when I was, uh, when I was growing up in Alabama. This idea that slavery is the cause of the lack of uh, morality for black people is insane. It's just another sign of Ill, of an illogical mindset. Because when I was growing up, I lived, I, the bathroom was outdoors, you know, outside bathroom. I had to work the cotton fields and things like that. But it was the character of the man or the woman that counted. And when I was growing up, Black people at that time were known to be men and women of character. Today, Black people not all, not all, not all, not all, but most are known to be men and women who lack character. The world know that black, that black people are suffering not because of this phony idea of racism, uh, slavery, systemic racism, and all that crap. They know that black people are immoral, that they come from failing parents, and that they hate everybody, and they have no love. But Everybody that's not your story, it, is it, Reverend? But they're afraid to that's tell not, the blacks. That's not your story, is it, Reverend Jesse? Is that your story? No, because I was raised differently. I was raised to treat all in the way that I would like to be treated, to be fair and to be honest, because you're either children of God or children of Satan, and it has nothing to do with the color. And the children of God cannot hang out with the children of Satan because they have their 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 hearts are wicked and they have illogical mindset. The two men that just spoke, it made no sense. But so I'd like for you to teach me. Illogical. I wanna, I, I they want, don't have I a like logic. To, uh, Reverend Jesse, I would like for you to teach me for a moment here. Um, yes. Uh, uh, please break me away from tradition and what I've been taught in the white schools that I've attended uh, that suggest that there was this society in America that wouldn't allow white people and black people to drink from the water fountains. Did the white institutions I attend teach me that wrong or was that correct? I'm ready to learn from you. Well, as a matter of fact, when I was growing up, I remember the colors only signs and the whites only signs. But because most black people loved what was right, they loved God, they knew that all white people did not feel that way. It was primarily the white people who belonged to the Democratic Party and they didn't want blacks to be a part of the Democratic Party. And so that's why the blacks started the Republican Party because the blacks. So when we dealt with the for black only signs, for white only, it, it common sense said it wasn't everybody. It was those who serve evil. But it was majority and, of the white people. We can agree with that. No, right? it wasn't. It wasn't the majority of black people. It was a few. I said black majority people. of the white people. I'm sorry. It, well, let's get back on to sellouts. Uh, Dr. Umar. Yes, uh, ma'am. And I would like to respond to him, if I may, sister. And it Teddy. wasn't the majority of whites. Thank you. Go ahead, Dr. I want to clarify something when we talk about racism. 
Racism is not an individual personality fault. It doesn't exist, man. Racism is not about individual personality. Racism is about systemic injustice, systemic bias, systemic disproportionality, systemic discrimination. You do That's not dumb. opt out of, of you do not opt that out of racism. Dumb. All white people benefit from and participate in racism. So whether your ancestors owned black people or not is irrelevant. And the reason it is irrelevant, Sister Tammy, is because even if your ancestors didn't own black people, they worked at a job that was created because of the enslavement of black people. So there's no such thing as slavery did not impact my family. Just like in today's America, all white people benefit from the mass incarceration of black people. They benefit from the miseducation of black children. They benefit from the police brutality against black people. So I wanna make sure we are clear. What you're Racism is, is not you, about individual white people but what choosing you're to hate is black. Racism is about the system of racism That's a that lie. controls opportunities and resources, Sister Tammy. Racism is not about the attitude. It's about the control of resources and opportunities. Tammy, that is not true. That's This is why we have to, uh, we must get to know ourselves so that we can overcome that fallen state. Dr. Umar is evil for putting out a lie like that because, or lies like that, because people are gonna uh, believe well, in let's it. let's refrain from calling people names. Uh, okay, but well, he's not telling the truth. We, we, we have to refrain, Sister Tammy, but at the same time, he is I evil. think it's important that we understand the difference between the Negro and the coon. Sister Tammy, this is a very important <laughs> distinction that has to be made. The Negro is innocent in his ignorance, Sister Tammy. As Brother Michael said earlier, some people make mistakes against the race unknowingly. If you make a mistake against the race unknowingly, that was a Negro. Negroes are innocent. They think white people are more intelligent. They think Jesus is black because they haven't been taught any better. But a coon knows that. <laughs> but the coon voluntarily identifies with his oppressor because there is an agenda that he's looking to get filled. And the sad thing about Jesse Lee Peterson is he is too old to be cooning at this point in his life. And the fact that he claims <laughs> to be a man of God doing the devil's work makes him a total hypocrite. But Tammy, you know what I, I just want to uh, add to that? To hear uh, Dr. Umar and the other man to speak this way. That's Michael. Is, is, uh, Michael, sorry. To hear Michael and, and, and uh, Dr. Umar speak this way is abnormal for men. Normally men, when I was growing up, they had logical mindset. But today's black man has an illogical mindset because he think like a woman. He has not overcome the spirit of the woman and return to the logical there is nothing the more effeminate than a white he, man defending the white power like, structure like black people there is nothing more effeminate than a black man defending the white power structure against black people hey why are you speaking what? hold on um uh, you are politically effeminate, You are politically effeminate. You are politically effeminate. Why are you, you are defending 
the white power structure Dane, hold against on. your own people Dane. while you claim to be a man of God. Dane, you are on. a disgrace to your race, sir. You Dane, are a down. disgrace to your race. And and okay, so normally no, Omar, the with the logical mindset would bring the women and children to a logical mindset to help them overcome. But now the black men, not all, but most, they think like their mothers and grandmothers. So they all think just like women. And that's why you can't get it right. So indicting racism there's makes you a woman. God, and that order is God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman and woman over I'm children. Not interested in but to, today, I'm not interested in a religious interpretation the same black woman is over the men. And it is a mistake to women. use religion to interpret a, political a, phenomena. That's why we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back on the Tammy Mac show on Fox Soul. Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. Say that again. Would you consider them sellouts? Who? Uh, Steve Harvey and um, there's another one I'm thinking of. But I, uh, I wouldn't consider Steve Harvey a sellout as strictly as I would consider a Shaquille O'Neal, a Charles Barkley, and a Kendrick Perkins sellout. And the reason I'm drawing a distinction is whenever Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, and Kendrick Perkins open their mouth on issues involving Black people, they always take the side of the white power structure. Whereas with Steve Harvey, I have seen some attempts by him to defend the integrity of Black people. It's not often. I'm not even going to say it's acceptable, but there is levels to the coon kingdom. There's levels to the coon kingdom. So even though they are all sellouts, you have your grade A coons like Jesse Lee Peterson and Charles Barkley. And then you have your grade B coons, which will be like a Kendrick Perkins and a Shaq. And then you have your grade C coons, which would be like a Steve Harvey. So, so you, there's you levels the to the category. coon kingdom. Say again. But you do put him in the coon kingdom. I would put Steve Harvey in the coon kingdom, but he wouldn't be grade A like Jesse Lee Peterson and Charles Barkley. And yes. the other thing I wanted to say quickly, Tammy, okay. with Kim Kardashian, that was a perfect example of racism on the part of the white power structure who says, I would rather hear a white woman articulate the issues of incarcerated black females. Now you have hundreds of black women who fight for the liberation of incarcerated sisters every day. I can run off organizations all day long, but instead of meeting with black women who are in the trenches doing the work, we are instead gonna let a privileged white woman articulate the issues for black people. And Sister Tammy, that was dangerous that black women supported Kim Kardashian being their mouthpiece, because what it does is it reinforces an old stereotype that Black people are not intellectually sound enough to articulate their own issues and that they need a white person to do it. We should never celebrate a white person being selected to represent our issues. It should always be someone who looks like us. That should be a part of the code. That should be part of the code. You Go know, ahead, Michael. Miss, Miss, uh, Miss, Jesse, Miss, we're coming just, right to you. Go ahead, just, Michael. Just a quick clarification. I didn't say I wouldn't go to meet with Trump. I said I wouldn't go by myself. I would go with a group of people who, a group of African-Americans who have Absolutely. a political agenda, who have yeah. an agenda to, to get something for, for our people. I wouldn't just go by myself and I wouldn't go for a photo op. Absolutely. Uh, Reverend Jesse, yes. you're, you're a part of the Coon Kingdom, he says. <laughs> That's right. You know, you just heard the voice of a beta male. 
that made no sense of what the doctor said and what Michael said. Um, it's sad to see that most black people believe that they're all the same because of their color. They're not looking at them, their, their true self. They are a spirit created an image of God. They don't know that. They're going by colors. And so they're all in the same pot headed down to the road to destruction. Uh, Reverend Jesse, uh, I want to ask you. Donald Trump, Donald Trump was Jesse, the best thing you. that ever happened to black Americans because Donald Trump did not see colors. He would not, he saw colors, but he wasn't into the color thing. He was into what is right. And that's why he was able to help black people more so than any other president that we have had in the last, I don't know how many years, right? Obama was the worst, by the way, but Donald Trump was the best. I call him the great white hope because he made America great again. Black people went to work. They started uh, uh, buying homes and starting families and things like that because of Donald Trump. But these people like Dr. Umar and, and, and Michael, they're into their color. They're in a fallen state. They're weak males and they cannot see. They can't see that Donald Trump was a, a man of God. He was a conservative <coughs> Christian straight white man who loved what's right. And he wasn't into the color. That's why Kanye West and other black men and women who met with uh, the president, they respected him because he was not into color. He gave black universities more money than anybody else. And all they did was misuse it. He did more to help the blacks than anyone else. They're all different levels of these companies that we spend money with, but bring that money back to the African-American community. You guys need to and, stop and, begging, and, man. And, and, stop and bring, 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 bring that money back to the black people. Please, sir, don't, please, sir, don't interrupt. Talk about bring, where bring, you bring, yield, bring, yield, Jesse. Michael, stop begging. Bring, bring, bring that money back to the African-American community. Stop begging, Michael. And, 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 and you, 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 you stop like that money to help empower African-Americans on businesses also. Okay. Michael, men don't beg. Stop please, doing please, that. Please, 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 sir. Don't don't interrupt me. Man, <laughs> sir, man. I'm I'm holding back on you because I respect my elders, but I, I stop begging, you, Michael. What you, men do? I'm not begging. Men make not begging. things happen. They don't beg. They don't blame. Jesse, Jesse, don't you wouldn't know a man if you met one. They don't want reparations. They made Jesse. their way. The black man and my when I was growing up, they made their way. They didn't beg the white man for anything because they it's didn't. It's not begging. It's not begging white people. Wait a second. White men were you, you, If you go to back them. to you, black if you look men, at the Homestead Act of 1862, that was a massive land giveaway of 245 million acres of land you, that mostly Stop went begging. to white people. Okay, Stop if you want to, if you want to, if you want to talk about how white people got over in this country. It's by take. It was by stealing the land, That's reallocating the land, enslaving African people not for two hundred forty-six years. Those are passing laws, pa passing laws that disenfranchised us, locked us out of voting. Then after slave, then after the Civil War, and after Reconstruction, eighteen seventy-seven. Because I always notice black conservatives. I always notice black conservatives is two things stop you don't want to talk about. One, you don't want to talk about man. the Compromise of eighteen seventy. No, you interrupted me. Are you doing? You making you. excuses? No, no, no. Slow down. Yes, you sound like a female. I know you cater to the white people ahead, that donate Michael. to your show, but ahead, it's Michael. two things that black Republicans don't want to talk. And I'm not against black Republicans. I have friends that are black Republicans. You don't want to talk about the compromise of 1877, oh, which was the compromise between the Republicans and the Democrats. And, and the Republicans agreed to remove the Union troops out of the South. 
that reinstituted the Jim, that instituted the Jim Crow man. laws and the, and the Union troops were protecting the rights of the newly freed slaves to a certain extent, because that's what the Democrats wanted. And you don't want to talk about the Lily White movement of 1928, which was the effort of Republicans to push African-Americans out of the Republican Party and get Herbert Hoover elected as president in 1928. Now, if you want to have that conversation, we can have that conversation. It's not going to turn out the way you think it's going to turn. Michael, it's time to stop asking for freebies. I understand the freebies. women doing that because you ever, you women ever studied the Farmers Home Association 1930? I understand why women are doing it, but freebies, you, you, hold on, Michael. Are you going to talk about the $26 billion that hold white on, farmers man. got from the Trump administration and Michael. black farmers got one-tenth of one percent freebies? Michael. I understand the well, women I know. doing Jesse, that because that is a good question. That, that is, he but doesn't Jesse, want to deal with that. Jesse, that but, is a good question. So let's let's answer that question. You say that black people want freebies, but Michael just uh, talked about a huge freebie for the white farmers. Are, are we not going to? We're not. We're just going to gloss past that. There were black farmers who got money too. As they got one tenth fact, of one percent, a twenty-six hold, hold billion on, dollars. Asked me the question. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Hey, they got on, one man. tenth of one percent, a Michael, twenty-six billion. They got twenty point eight million dollars. Uh, Tammy, as I was saying, there were uh, uh, there were black people who received the money too, and what Michael is talking about happened over a hundred years ago or so. And those things, those about days, twenty twenty under no, Trump, no, that just happened last year. That just happened last year, Reverend Jesse. Where you been? There were black people who received it last year too, but you you're not hearing about that. But what I want to tell you, I mean, it's time off <laughs> for black people to stop begging. I'm sick of it. We can make our own way. Black people can make our their own way if they get up and do it. it. It's um, it's that's why we have to overcome this cultural thing because blacks who are into their culture, they think that all blacks are just like them, begging and blaming and whining and talking about 150 years ago and all that. Why not live now? The blacks didn't do that when I was growing up, especially black men. They need to stop begging for freebies. America is an amazing place, right? And whatever you want to do in this country, you can do it. You can make oh, it. Oh, that thought. Okay, yeah, this, that is true. That is so true. I'll have to agree with you on that, Reverend Jesse. Whatever you want to do in this country, you can do. Yeah. Um, Dr. Umar, earlier you talked about, uh, you know, black men shouldn't date white women. Frederick Douglass was labeled a turncoat by many African-Americans because he married a, a, a white woman. Uh, he was also criticized for his willingness to work with slave owners to seek um, a peaceful end to slavery. So what are your thoughts on that? Was Frederick Douglass <clears throat> a sellout? Let me take the, the second point first, that Frederick <laughs> Douglass was willing to work with slave owners to bring a peaceful close to slavery. That is incorrect. Frederick Douglass had always maintained that slavery would not end except with blood. If that there was any collaboration with slave owners, it was in discussion because Frederick Douglass at one time worked with William Lloyd Garrison, who used moral persuasion as the primary weapon to end slavery. Frederick Douglass fell out with him because he knew that trying to convince white people that owning black people was morally wrong was not going to end the institution of slavery. So whoever made that comment was incorrect. Now, let's go to the first point that his second wife was a white woman who he married at a very old age. Was it acceptable? Not to me at all. But what bothers me and what I do consider to be another act of racism and discrimination against Black women is the fact that Anna Marie Douglas, 
who is the mother of all five of his children and his wife for nearly 50 years until she died of illness, who helped him escape from slavery to freedom, who came up with the escape plan, who made the escape outfit, who created the false uh, free slave paper that he used to pass from Maryland through Pennsylvania and up to New York, she never gets mentioned. She never gets mentioned. We always skip over Anna Murray Douglas, his lifetime partner for the white woman he, he, who he married just a few years away from the grave himself. I That's don't accept it. Important. I don't accept it, Sister Tammy, but, but can we please show respect to it's Queen Mother Anna important. Murray Douglas? She is entitled to respect and black people have to stop skipping over his real wife for the woman he spent the last few years of his life with. Tammy, let me tell you this about so, the black so, farmers. Uh, so do you farmers think- Farmers oh, are getting ahead, a huge freebie from the USDA today, right? According to the Washington Post, five billion of Biden's stimulus package is going to benefit black farmers, but they still gonna be begging. It's not gonna satisfy them because it's not the lack of material things that blacks are having a problem with. It's the lack of moral character. Blacks are immoral, not all but most. And we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come right back on the Tammy McLeod Show on Fox Soul. Dr. Umar, what's going on with the school? Uh, where can we contribute? What uh, can you tell us about it, or is there something else you'd rather discuss tonight? Oh, that's fine. Uh, brothers and sisters who want to uh, support the renovation efforts at the Frederick Douglass and Marcus Garvey Academy can do so on the Cash App at dollar sign FDMG School. I repeat, on the Cash App dollar sign FDMG School. Also on PayPal at paypal.me slash FDMG Academy. I will also be uh, speaking in Las Vegas on the 14th of May, Oakland the 15th of May, Los Angeles the 16th of May, Palm Springs the 22nd of May, South Bend, Indiana the 23rd, Fayetteville, North Carolina, June 4th, Statesville, North Carolina, June 6th, Juneteenth, Atlanta on the 19th, Detroit, Michigan, Preschool Educators Conference, June the 18th, and Louisville, Kentucky, Marcus Garvey birthday celebration on August the 14th. Brothers and sisters want to reach me, drumarjohnson.com or 215-989-9858. You know your whole schedule, your whole tour by heart. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Were you reading that, officer? How do you know that? Uh, you have to know it by heart. Don't forget Hartford, Connecticut, June 26th, Nashville, Tennessee, July 17th. Okay. I think I'm going to have to meet you in LA since that's where I am. So I'll. Yes, ma'am. And they can order the new book as well at drumarjohnson.com. Knocking out the coons, knocking out the haters, knocking out the YouTubians, baby. <laughs> 